This podcast contains spoilers for episode one, Can You Picture That, of the Disney Plus series, The Muppets Mayhem. Everybody and welcome to Puppet Master of None, the show where two former puppeteers who know absolutely nothing talk about puppets. I am one of your hosts, Ben. Uh, I am a former puppeteer, graduate of West Virginia University's degree in puppetry. Uh, now I'm a math teacher, so there we go. And I'm Will. I have a BFA in puppetry from West Virginia University and also an MFA from puppetry from the University of Connecticut. Also, uh, I am now a barber. So that just shows what I've done with my careers. So if it's not clear, uh, degrees in puppetry, they don't really do a lot for you. They look nice on my wall. Yeah, they, they looks great. You know, I mean, I do also teach theater, so I use mine a little bit there. But uh, again, I'd like to reiterate, we know absolutely nothing. I mean, we know about as much as there is to know, which I think isn't much. Yeah, no, I, that, that's actually a good point that we have all of this information. It's just completely useless. It's absolutely that, that. Yeah. And I think that's the, the key point of this of this podcast and what we're going to be talking about is we have literally all the information that you can possibly have and it's absolutely useless in the real world <laughs> oh dear okay well uh let's uh jump right on in so we decided that we were going to start off our podcast uh by taking a look at the brand new show on disney plus muppet mayhem we figured that it would be kind of a good jumping off point to kind of give our thoughts, our review, and uh, anything else we feel like talking about about this show. So, uh, first off, Will, uh, what'd you think of the show? I was impressed. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I went into it not expecting much, I have to be honest. Uh, the last, you know, uh, monstrosity show that came out really put a, put a downer on my... Th- I don't know. I wasn't expecting much, but I, I was pleasantly surprised. So what, what are you referring to as the last monstrosity? Oh, what was that? See again, now I'm, now I'm going to look like I don't know anything. What was the last show that, that they did that was in, that was the office Muppet style, of the office. God. It so was yeah, that was just the Muppets. Oh, was that what it was called? Yeah. They, they did have another one in between called Muppets now, which was like more sketch. Um, which was also not great. Um, had a couple of nice little moments. Oh no, I was talking about the Muppets. I don't even think I even watched Muppets now then. And that's, I mean, again, you're talking to puppeteers who know the puppeteers that are doing this and I didn't even bother watching the show. Yeah, it was, it was, again, it had a couple nice moments. Um, none are coming to mind right now, but overall, <laughs> though I will say. I did. If you ha- if you haven't watched it, definitely check out um, the most recent thing before this, which was uh, the Haunted Mansion, Muppets Haunted Mansion, which I actually enjoyed. I mean, I know a, a lot of um, Muppet fans actually enjoyed that. Was it like anything like groundbreakingly spectacular? No, but it was a lot of fun. 
and I think it was a really nice kind of marriage between like the Disney parks and the Muppets. Yeah. Um, Cause I know Disney's been trying to do stuff more with their park stuff ever since, uh, since um, Pirates of the Caribbean movies did so well. They've been trying to find that niche of like rides meets entertainment, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I mean, they've, I kind of feel like they haven't, well, this is a whole other conversation that's stepping away from puppets and into Disney, but I don't know if they've been doing that well with it. Like Jungle Cruise, uh, what was the other one? I can't even remember, but I don't, I don't feel like they're doing a very good job with that. Pirates of the Caribbean, I think was a fluke. Oh yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. They did. Cause they did do Haunted Mansion as well with Eddie Murphy. If you remember oh, that, 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 was, that was a, a diamond of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> cinematic masterpiece for sure oh, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh their their board games are actually really good though the board games that they've been putting out that are ride themed are actually really really good i have the haunted mansion one um it's it's pretty spectacular really i'll have to check it out i love yeah. villainous oh yeah oh that's why i got it because i i love villainous i have all the expansions and then i took a chance on Haunted Mansion because I love Haunted Mansion and it's really good. And they've got Jungle Cruise and they've got Space Mountain and uh, all kinds. That's great. Oh, nice. I'll have to check those out. Yeah. So well, back to the topic at hand. Uh, yeah. No, I, uh, this is going to go great. I can tell. It's no, Yeah. We're, we're, we're crushing it. Crushing it. <laughs> uh, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the, um, the writing was really good. I thought the, like performers for the characters are like the new ones are starting to come into their own. Um, and I just thought it felt, it felt pretty, pretty Muppety to me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As of right now, right. It's only, it's only uh, Dave goals. Who's the, one of the original performers, right. As Zoot, yeah. everyone yeah, else Zoot. is yeah. is new. I mean, I think Dave, Dave goals, the only one that's still around from the original yeah. Henson days. Well, what's, what's funny is I didn't even realize that it was going to be him. And I was specifically listening to the voices and be like, okay, does this sound like this person? Does this sound like this person? And Zoot talked and I'm like, oh, that's really good. <laughs> and then I realized, <laughs> oh, that's actually Dave. Yeah, okay. Like, Dave ain't going anywhere. Uh, no, it was awesome. Um, I love that they brought back lips. Oh yeah, and I'm and I'm oh, glad yeah. that that Peter Lynch got to do that. I think um, I I love Walter. I thought that was he was one of the the shining moments in the new uh, the new kind of set of movies. Yeah, and Pete, I I I love that they I love Peter in general. So anytime that they can throw him in, it's uh, I think that's always good, always good fun for sure. And I honestly, Lips is only right because it was originally Steve Whitmire. They kind of gave Lips to Steve Whitmire. Mm -hmm. So he was only really around like the last season of the Muppet Show. And to be honest, I don't remember Lips doing much of anything before this. Like I know he was there, yeah. like playing yeah, trumpet. He was just kind of there. But like I love the gag of the like not being able to understand lips. Like oh, that's a very classic Muppet gag. Oh yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's the Swedish chef. Yeah, and I, and I don't remember if he had that specific gag before. Like I said, I don't remember much about him as a character other than just being there. But I absolutely love the gag. I think it works really well. So what, what, how do you feel about the fact that they were literally the only Muppets in there? There was one other puppet, but how do you feel about oh, the fact okay. there were no other Muppets? Um, I'm actually, I'm good with it. I, yeah. 
I think it's a good spin-off uh, look at particularly them and their story and what they do after The Muppet Show. Because it starts off saying, like, they were the house band of The Muppet Show, and this is what happened after their career. So it's just looking at them in their universe that The Muppet Show was an actual existing theater. And I like that it's separate from everybody else. If they have a cameo and, like, Fozzie comes in and talks to him, that'd be great. But I like that it's separate. Yeah, and we should stay right here. Like, we've only seen the first episode. I we, we know that it's all out there. You can watch it all. We can stream it all. You've all probably watched all of it. But we are specifically saving each episode uh, so that we can talk about it. Yeah. So also savor it. You know, good Muppet content is so hard to find these days. You, you got to savor it when you have it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. I think it was... A nice touch to just focus on these characters, at least for the first episode. I think I read somewhere uh, as I was like scrolling through Facebook, Twitter, whatever, uh, someone saying that it was like they don't show any of the other characters until at least episode three or four. Again, haven't seen it. Don't know that for a fact, but I'm really glad that we just kind of get to sit in these characters for a little yeah. while. You and I are exactly on the same page. Now, let's talk about characters in particular. Because one thing that stood out immediately when it happened that made me really, really happy was Animal and his love for women, which yes! has been, yes, thank you. I'm glad you picked up on this. Yes. When when originally Animal used to be a horn dog and used to just you know women, women all the time, and that got forgotten. I don't know what happened. They stopped doing that. And then when Nora came in and he had an instant crush on Nora, I was like, yes, puppet gods. Yes. Um, 100%. I mean, I understand why they stopped doing it. Like, I know why they stopped doing it, right? It's like, no, well, it's, it's, right, like, it's very, very problematic that he's like chasing after these women. That's true. They, they could have toned it down, but still kept the, the spirit of the fact that he, you know, yeah. Well, what they did is I think they went too far in one direction, right? Like, obviously, Disney, Muppets, yada, yada. They don't want to condone any like non-consensual relationships, which I think is kind of what was a little bit implied with Animal, like chasing after these women, like potentially in, it's a bunch of them, but I'm thinking in particular in Muppets Take Manhattan, where he's like literally chasing them and like grabbing them as they're trying to run away. Like I can understand where that would be problematic. And yeah. it is problematic for a kid show, but I think they handled it really well. and like. He can still like like women, right? He can still show oh, yeah. him like liking women, and like I I love that he's into Nora. I absolutely love I like that. that his character also has just come more than just chewing on the symbols. You know, like mm -hmm. they they took him to I'm just a crazy man that chews on symbols, and and I like that. Okay, you're going at least a little back a little bit back to go crazy. Don't be super inappropriate with it, but at least touch on who he is. Exactly. He likes the ladies and that's okay. So long as it's like, uh, you're not doing anything problematic. It's not a, it's a consensual kind of situation. Yeah. You can like the ladies. I love it. They did for a while. The weird thing that was like cute the first time they did it, but then got really old was like his obsession with rabbits. They did that for like almost as a replacement. Yeah. You're like looking like this, like I have no idea what, I think it was like in some of like the Disney plus stuff, I think maybe Muppets now and stuff, they did this thing oh. where he was just like, loved rabbits and he had bunny rabbits like in his apartment and stuff 
And it's like, I think that was trying to be the replacement. And like the gag was funny the first time you saw it. And then they kept going with it. And I was like, this is dumb. Is it like Gonzo and the chickens? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was really, it was, it was, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. It was like, it was a funny, like, ha ha one time. But I love that he's into Nora. It just warmed, warms my heart so much. Okay. So you touched on it before, I guess. How do you feel about the new puppet character that isn't a Muppet? So yeah, we got to talk. We got to talk about Peggy. Yeah. I want to hear what you think about this. So Peggy first came on the screen and I was like, (laughs) dear God, what is that? Nope. Nope. Get it. Get it off right now. I do not. But what is happening? Yeah. I thought it was a horrible, terrible monstrosity. It's just a weird puppet with the, like the way the mouth worked with the eyes that were, they've done glasses for eyes before. I mean, scooters, glasses for eyes. Yes. Honeydew's glasses for eyes, but with like the eyes, the glass eyes that were like twice the size of the actual head. Yeah. That is the stuff of nightmares. But however, uh, yeah, the okay. more that I saw her, the more I liked her. And now like I can't get enough of her. I don't know. It was like yeah. a real slow burn. Real slow. Okay. Burn. Okay. What I I think I had the same reaction, but faster. It was like, oh no, God, what are you? And then it was like Okay. All right. I'm down. And then by the end of the episode, I was looking at the puppet itself as a builder, looking at, okay, how is it being worked? Like, that's a little tiny mouth. She's got big jowls, but a little tiny mouth. And I was like, is there a little tiny mouth plate in there? Or is it almost on a rod? You know? And so I started like thinking as the builder how it was being worked. But yeah, I I was shocked at first and taken back and like, oh, good God, you know. But then afterward, I looked at it for a while. I'm like, okay, no, I like her. I like her. Yeah, I'm, I mean, honestly, I'm in love. I love the puppet now. When she like throws her foot up with the sock <laughs> at the end, just like, yes. and of course, Leslie Carrera Rudolph is just a phenomenal puppeteer. She's great. Those of you who are not Abby Cadabby, she does. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. she's, she's just a phenomenal puppeteer. She does an amazing job with that character. But first impressions, horrifying to, oh my God, I kind of love this lady. I think the compression socks was a nice was a nice touch. Real funny. Also, going back to the builder aspect of it, they use a live hand in in her when she's when she's touching at at the leg. And I need to go back and watch the episode again because I need to look at how they do the live hand. But there's a live glove hand inside there, rubbing and stroking the leg. And I need to go back and watch that and look at that some more now. Now that I, it just popped into my head, oh shoot, that was a moving hand. I need to look at that. I didn't notice I wasn't paying that close attention to the hands, honestly. I have to go back and double check. So moving from the uh, the Muppet characters, how do you feel about the human characters in this show now? I liked them. Yeah. You know, Disney, Disney, uh, Disney in general, Disney shows have a feel of fakeness to them. They all kind of seem cheesy. And I don't know what they do with the sets or with the camera, but they all look fake. They all look really like a set. And this one seemed more real and i think the characters were just better the actors were better not a kids disney show you know yeah no i I felt that there was definitely like a a truth in the performance that sometimes actors nail and then sometimes they don't when they're interacting with the puppets right Mm -hmm. i think of michael caine nails it of course if you're ever talking about actors interacting with puppets it is michael caine yeah 
and maybe Tim Curry, but that's like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Michael Caine, Tim Curry, Mom Patricia Ryland, uh, yeah. gold standard, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you have like on the other end of the spectrum, you have like the terrible ones like Ashanti in Muppet Wizard of Oz. Like, nah. love me some Ashanti, but terrible in that film. And I think they did a really, really nice job of interacting with the puppets in a very realistic way. Glad to see Taj Maori doing some stuff. Can I know that kid? What's up? Yeah, like doesn't age too. He's like, looks great, by the way. Yeah, I I was actually really surprised at how young he looks. Yeah, no, it's uh so it was cool to see him doing some stuff. I Moog, I love the character. I'm really excited to see where they go with that. Mm-hmm. Thought it was so some great stuff. Her sister, just a random off the wall question. Is her is her sister a a influencer of some social media or whatever. Cause like, I didn't know, I didn't catch that as it was happening. I'm like, wait, what's her sister do for a living? Yeah, no, her sister is an influencer. Oh, okay. It was like kind of that backstory. Okay. I forget like ex- exactly in what, I think like makeup or something. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That happened really quick. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. I missed it. I missed it. What's her sister? Like, this is a nice, her sister's got this great house. She's crashing with her sister. What does her sister do? Okay. I missed it. <laughs> So this is a TV show featuring the Electric Mayhem, the Muppet House Band. What are your thoughts on the music? I was very pleased when they went into Can You Picture That? Like the the first episode is titled Can You Picture That? And I always thought that was just going to be a cute little, oh yeah, remember that great hit song they did? But then no, when they broke into it and then did shot for shot some of the the original Paint cans. Yeah, the cans right at the beginning. I was like, yes, okay. And then how when they show individual shots of like them painting or something, it looks ridiculous. It's like, what are they painting? That doesn't look anything like it. But then they zoom out at the whole house and it's this beautifully painted house that looks incredible. I was very pleased with that scene. Yeah. I love that homage to the original Muppet movie. I mean, Mm -hmm. you got, you got to throw that in there. And then I thought the covers were good. I liked the covers that they did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love all of the jungle boogie and then the joke about the 45 minute trumpet solo. I thought that was, Oh, that was hilarious. The actual theme song with the the title sequence. Mm -hmm. It's going, I've listened to it a couple times now. It's growing on me. It didn't really jump out at me. Okay. As anything spectacular. Like when I first heard it. I only listened to it once and I was like, eh, and then that was it. And I never listened to it again. So maybe I'll have to listen to it again. Yeah. It's, it's up on Spotify. It was actually nice. I, I uh, opened up Spotify like the day it came out and it's like the whole album was like featured right at the top. They probably paid a ton of advertising money to do that, but I was like, Hey, yeah, let's, uh, let's promote this thing. Like, let's get it. Let's get it going. Yeah. One thing that I absolutely loved was just the ending mm. with like the song, have a little faith in me. Oh yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. Yep. The thing that excited me the most about this whole project when I first heard about it was that Adam F. Goldberg is a writer, producer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, have you watched any of the Goldbergs? No. I love it. It's yeah. I think it's one of the best sitcoms in the last like five years or so. My wife and I, we were like going through the whole thing from start to finish on Hulu. Love it. And I think I think he's the master of. If you watch that show, it's hilarious. But it's also every episode ends very on like a high kind kind of like heartwarming note. You know, mm-hmm. and it's as a show that's a throwback to the 80s. Mm-hmm. They they rely heavily on the 80s music. 
And there's always some 80s song at the end that like underscores like the whole theme of the episode and like brings in the heartwarming. And I just think he is a master at that. Like he's a master of manipulating the heartstrings mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. the story in conjunction with the music. And I think he absolutely nailed the end of this episode yeah, in that way. Yeah. Now I hope, I hope that he's not like a one trick pony and that like, that's all, you know, that that's like every single time and it kind of gets a little stale. But the introduction of the song at first as like Nora's kind of song mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. she and her father love, blah, blah, blah. And then bringing that back around. And it's just like, it, 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 it you know, it, it pulled up my heartstrings a little, you know, little, little, little teary eyed at the end there. And I just, I love that. This thematically was, uh, again, I've only watched the episode one time, so I'm going back and looking at, and thinking about what happened. Did the sister tell Dr. Teeth about that and that's how he knew it to play it? No, they, they kind of left that open. See, I assume, I just like when I watched it, I assumed, oh, the, the sister snuck that in and went and told Dr. Teeth to sing that song. Or is it just some crazy coincidence that Dr. Teeth just sings that song? They like kind of address it and they don't. Because Nora's standing there with Moog and they're like talking about it. And mm-hmm. she says, because um, I paid special attention to this, like, because I did watch it twice and the second time just to like see this. And she says, like, how did he know? Yeah. And yeah. Moog just says, like, that's the that's the electric mayhem. They're just yeah. magic. And I, I think I like that. I like that kind of open-ended, did someone tell him? Did they not? Is it just like the electric mayhem? Is that magic? I mean, they're puppets for crying out loud, right? Like maybe they're just that magical. I don't know. I really, really liked that though. I liked that kind of like open-ended, like we don't know what's going on here. Yeah, but I think that's the, the, for, for the rest of the show, this should also be a, a point that we should remember is that Will always looks for what actually, and Ben is the, it's magic. (laughs) It can just be heartwarming. It doesn't have to be logical, (laughs) you know? No, but I loved it. I thought it was, because I think that's what the Muppets really have been missing this whole time, right? Mm -hmm. The Muppets have two sides. And it's always referred to, I don't remember who originally said it. I think it was Jim Henson who originally said it. The silly and the sacred. They're very, very, very silly. Their comedy needs to be obscure, ridiculous, silly. Best example I give is like the Muppaphone, where it's hitting things like on the head to make the sounds. Marvin Suggs, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize until I was much, much older watching Monty Python. That's a direct reference to a Monty Python sketch where they're mm-hmm. physically killing mice when they slam mm-hmm. it. And it's like the squeaking of these like dead mice, which is yeah. really, really morbid and like horrifying. <laughs> But I, I never made that connection between the two, but they're doing these absurd, ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. But they're at their best when they juxtapose that with the heartwarming, the the feels, those things that really make you stop and just appreciate life in general and like the spirituality of life itself. You can be silly and crazy and zany and still be genuine. I think that's what they've been missing. And I think that's what really hit home for me at the end here. I don't know. What are your yeah. thoughts on that? It's true. No matter how much I want to to find out exactly what happened here and exactly what happened here, there is a, a magic to not only the electric mayhem, but the Muppets in general. 
And I agree there lately, they've been missing the magic. And I think that this, this definitely, this show in particular, the, I think this is a nice note to kind of, to, to talk about before we end, to be like, this is what they've been missing is the magic. Yeah. And not like forced. Yeah. Yeah. It's not forced. It's not forced. It's, it's, it's nice. But then again, you know, episode two could roll around and I could have a completely different opinion and be like, all right, I are, they already lost me in episode two. For sure. Uh, right. Like we're only one episode in, so yeah. let's see where it goes. But I, mean, I think that brings us uh, good to the end. Like what are your hopes for the rest of the season for it to be like as good as this? Do you want to see them bring in other characters? No, my hopes for the show is I like, looking at just these particular characters, just this particular story, it's kind of like how I feel about the Avengers. Like I love the individual stories. I love the Captain America and the Iron Man stories. And I love all these individual stories. And once they crammed all the Avengers into it, I'm like, oh, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. (laughs) And I think I want to look at just this one little piece, just Mm -hmm. this one little story, just this group. And let's see it to the end and make it you know have it end with a beautiful heartwarming theme clearly i want it to be about how chaotic and mayhem filled this group is but at their core they're good and loving and dependable honest good people well muppets you know puppets i just i yeah i just want to see this particular group go on i don't want to i'm hoping they don't bring too much of the other otherness into it couldn't have said it better myself i want to just sit with these characters a little bit we've never got Mm -hmm. the chance to do that and they've always kind of been there floating around in the background doing their thing i think it's going to be a challenge for them in that the characters up to this point have all been a little one note oh absolutely all they've been doing is playing music and yep. they have their, they each have their one little kind of like sticky thing. Yeah. The one that was the most would be Animal. And he's yeah. very one note. Animal. And then, and then Janice, you know, they're just kind of, that's their thing, you know. And yeah, I'm really hoping that this show will expand upon them in general. For sure. For sure. Uh, as Janice would say, I guess. Well, I think that's a great place to uh, leave it for this week. We'll definitely be coming back after we uh, watch episode two, hopefully very, very soon. Thank you all for listening. If you like what you heard, go ahead and just uh, subscribe to us on whatever platform you happen to be listening. Come on back, talk more puppets with two guys that know a lot about very little. Thanks, y'all. Have a great week. This podcast was produced, recorded, and edited by Ben David and K. William Smith. Music by Musa Production.